Bibles to Daniel chapter number 6. I just want to, before we open to the passage tonight, thank all of you here at Boiling Springs and Pastor especially for opening his pulpit for an opportunity. It's, it's really humbling to be able to stand behind another man of God and his pulpit and the congregation and it's just, it's really a, it's a humbling experience. It's also a kind of a nervous experience. Um, but there are times in your life where you're going to be nervous and there's going to be a lot of critics in your life. So why don't we let God be the critic? In Daniel chapter number 6, we see that Daniel has just come and he's taken from Babylon, well, from his hometown in Israel, to Babylon, and he's now in bondage as a slave. And he's from a, a good family. We see that he's chosen as to one of the princes. So he's, a, he's smart, he's probably good looking and healthy, and he's come before the king of Babylon to be one of the wise rulers. And here we see God exalts him, and even through the not eating and drinking of the meat, He's exalted to a place high in the kingdom. Then we see him come to the interpretation of the Colossus and the giant statue. And Nebuchadnezzar says, bow down and pray to it. But Daniel doesn't. Then we see another king comes into place, Darius, the king of the Medes. And here he is again under another taskmaster, another king who he doesn't know, from his, not from his home place, and yet he still is serving, just like he did with the other king before he left. Tonight, I'm going to, the title of this sermon is, Let God Be Your Critic. How many of you like food? I know that's one of the trademarks of a Baptist church, is food. And it's something, a trademark of men or teens in general, is food. Something that just, you know, warms the stomach. And many times you think of a chef and you think of a culinary dish. How many of you would say McDonald's is a culinary dish? College student, I would say yeah. What about macaroni, homemade macaroni and cheese? Now you're talking a little bit closer to my level. But what about that steak, medium well done? Maybe well done depending on your taste. And you just bite in, you're like, oh, this is wonderful. Well, you know, eventually, you're going to tell your friends, like Pastor Luther, he's probably, hey, you know, this steak, the best ever. You know, you're never going to eat another one just like it. And then the friends go to family, and then it goes to blog articles, and then it goes on the news. And then there's helicopters flying around Pastor Luther's house, and they're just like, this man has created the best steak ever. And you know what? There's going to come a time where everybody is going to come and see and say, you know what, I'm going to test his steak and see if it's actually that good or not. No, he cooked it a little too far. It's not cooked well enough. So I'm going to rate it negative four stars. And I think of a man who creates a dish and is publicized, and yet a critic comes and he judges the dish. He judges the place where it's in, the setting. He even judges the servants that are serving it. And he's going to give it a review. And here we see Daniel is set amongst people around him who are way different than him. And they're being critics of him and his lifestyle. So again, why don't we let God be our critic? And we see in Daniel chapter number 6, we'll start in verse number 1. We're going to read a little bit more. We're going to read down to verse 11. 
And it says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom a hundred and twenty princes, which should be over the whole kingdom, and over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was the first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this, Daniel, was preferred above the presidents and princes, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against Daniel except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto the king, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes and the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. And we see in verse number eight, Darius, the king Darius, goes along with it. He says, Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the decree, signed the writing of the decree. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, He went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber, toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day, and prayed and gave thanks before God, as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying, making supplication before his God. Today, there's three areas I'd like us to see how Daniel stood against the critics of his time, and how we can stand against the critics of our time in our current day. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray for God's power? Lord, I thank you for this time. I thank you just for the opportunity to be here and to open your word. I pray that you will just take, remove me from the picture and that you would fill me with your power and give me peace of mind and the words you would want me to say, Lord. I pray that you would help it to be an encouragement and to use it in lives and hearts. And Lord, I just thank you for all that you can do and that you are our critic and that we have a standard, and that's your word. I thank you for all that you do, and I pray that you will just use tonight in your name, I pray, amen. Firstly, we see that Daniel had an excellent spirit. We come to this point, and Daniel, he's gone through task and trial, and he's been removed from his home, but you know what happened? He didn't get sad. He didn't have a spirit of downness or disheartenment. I know many times over the summers recently, I would go to work, and I work on a landscaping crew, and I'd start mowing early in the morning, and it'd be like, man, these are really good lines. And by the end of the day, my spirit would change. The physical attitude I had would change. It'd go from, this is a really great job, to, I don't know if I can sit another hour on the mower. My spirit had changed. But we see Daniel had an excellent spirit. And it's because of this spirit that his spirit that he was preferred above, above the others. We see that an ex- excellent spirit is a spirit that isn't natural. It isn't just the average. Daniel's spirit was above average. Daniel was able to stand against the critics because he had an excellent spirit. 
Proverbs 22, 29 says, Seest thou a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. You know, many times we as Christians, we're in that fight. We have Satan warring against us. We have the flesh who's warring against us. And we're trying to live our life. And you know what? Many times we get to a point where we lose that excellent spirit. We lose that spirit of God that that wants us to be fervent and that gives us the power and the lifestyle to do all the things that God wants us to do. But you know what? How easy it is to lose that excellent spirit. It's as easy as going to bed one night and waking up the next day and that spirit can be gone. But that spirit comes from one place. And Daniel found it. He found it way before he made it to the high place under King Darius. He found it way before he interpreted the dream and the writing on the wall and before he came before the lion's den. He found that while he was in Israel. When he came through the kings of the Babylon and they said, I am not going to eat the, I'm not going to set before myself the meat and the wine of the kings of Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel had a spirit that was excellent. And you know what? All of us as Christians, we can have an excellent spirit. And we can find that in the Word of God. We see Daniel, his critics, could not stand against him because he had an excellent spirit. I think of many times as little kids, they are playing and one of them gets hurt and then their spirit changes. I have a lot of younger siblings and sometimes you're playing and you're, you're really having fun and then you're sword fighting and they smack your hand and then your spirit changes instantly. It goes from, this is a really great game to why did I, let, why did I play with you? But how many times is that us that our spirit isn't excellent? Daniel had an excellent spirit. His very core being, his existence, was set on the Word of God. We, th- we see the excellent spirit has the idea of excellence. Daniel was remarkable. He was beyond just normal. Because his, his soul, his being, was set in God. We read on in verse number 4 and says, Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault, for as much as he was faithful. We see, secondly, an action that we can do in trying to stand against the critics is be faithful. Daniel had an excellent spirit and he was faithful. Think of how many times that Daniel was faithful, even though he really didn't have to be. Taken from his homeland as a slave, taken from his family, his friends, his parents, I think that I would probably just given up then. Why be faithful to another king when he's taken me from all that I have? Why be faithful to God? Why would he let this happen in my life? But we see that wasn't Daniel's reaction. His reaction was faithfulness. I think of a little duckling, and as it follows its mother around. Many times, if you you have chickens or some kind of bird, they always follow the mother so closely. 
trying not to get lost. They're faithful. Think of a mother gives birth to a child. Faithfulness is raising that child, not just past age of one, but it's really a whole lifetime ordeal. But when I think of faithfulness, I think the faithfulness of Christ. As he came to earth to be born as a man, he lived against the critics of his time. They criticized his everyday moves. But you know what? It took faithfulness as he came to the cross to die for me and you. We see Daniel was faithful in his previous task that he had given. He was not only faithful to his task and his duties to other kings, but he was faithful to God. I can be faithful to my boss at work, but eventually something's going to happen and that's going to falter. I can be faithful and work for now, or I can be faithful to go on a run, but after a while, I'm going to give out. And us as Christians, if we have an excellent spirit and we're in the Word of God, and we lose that, we lose the Word of God, we're going to lose the basis of why we can be faithful. Daniel was set with an excellent spirit from the Word of God, and he was faithful in it. He was consistent. It says the men that they could find none occasion or fault because he was faithful. There was not a single thing they could legally say about Daniel and his duties to say, Daniel, he's not serving the king like he should. He's not do- fulfilling his task. There's this little area where we're cautious about. No. The critics could not say anything about Daniel because he was faithful. Is that us tonight? Do you have an excellent spirit? Are you faithful? Can someone, a critic, come and say, you know what, that person, they have an excellent spirit and they're faithful to God, even though there's trials and heartaches. See, Daniel was faithful to the task he had been given. He faithfully served. We know that he was taken out of Israel and he came to, king, to the king of Babylon And he was faithful to grow in in his health and his knowledge and his wisdom and to answer the king accordingly, even though he didn't have to. And then again, he gives an interpretation of the dream and he's told, you're going to bow down. But he was faithful still. We come to the next king. He's under the kings of King Darius. Again, exalted back to a, a high place of authority. But he was still faithful. We see thirdly, his blamelessness. Daniel was found with no error or fault. In verse number 5 it says, Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Many times critics are going to come and they're going to have a pre-thought. They're going to say, okay, I know he makes steaks, but I have an idea of what steak is already. 
So they bring that to the table. And you know what? Today, there are so many people who think they know about God's Word or they know how a Christian is supposed to live. And they bring that to the table and they say, you know what? You're not living faithful to God. They're going to create something and say, you know what? He's not actually faithful. He doesn't actually have an excellent spirit. But Daniel, he stands before these men, the princes and the rulers, trying to find an occasion to get rid of Daniel because he's the king's favorite and because he has an excellent spirit and he's different than all of us. Yet Daniel stood against it because he was blameless. Blamelessness is not something you can just fake. Think of a court case and the judge comes and you present all the facts. You're going to see the truth or you're going to see the lies. And as Daniel comes before the king and before the critics, we see the truth comes out. That Daniel's spirit was excellent and that he was faithful and that he was blameless. God exalted him in every time because of his spirit and faithfulness. But you know what? In our lives, God selects us for each of our, our positions. Pastor Luther, Brother Kenny. God is that one who works behind the scenes. And as we're just being an excellent spirit and faithful to him, he takes us and he says, you know what? I can use this Daniel here. Because I know he's faithful. I know he's blameless. And you know what? That's Daniel's situation here. Daniel just stood out above everybody else because he was in God's word and because he was faithful to God's word. And that's all of us here tonight. We can live a life like that where the critics have nothing to say because we're faithful and we're blameless. To remain faithful in those hardships, even though the people believe different than him, they serve different gods than him, Daniel still was blameless even before God. He didn't change his lifestyle to try to please the critics. He pleased God, and that changed his lifestyle. We see being blameless and without fault. There was nothing anyone could find against Daniel. Think of God as being your critic. That one day we're going to stand before God and he's going to say either, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And he's going to reward us accordingly. Or is he going to be like, I don't actually know if you were faithful. When we think of God as our critic, and we live by his standard, we won't be worried about if the steak is medium well or well done. We'll be worried about Eternity. Daniel here, he had an excellent spirit. It was above normal. He was faithful, even though it was hard. And he was blameless before men. Don't get caught like the princes. I know many times, even in my own life, I'm one of those princes who comes up and says, you know what, this person's not actually doing this correctly. I become that prince and I try to create a law or create a reason for somebody else 
to get thrown into the den of lions just because Daniel had a better spirit than them and because he was faithful. Verse number 7, it says, And all the presidents of the kings and the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains, have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. It may be your friends that are right there in the positions right next to you that are your critics. You know what? He may be even your king, the one over you, who joins insides with them. But we see in the end, in verse number 10, it says, Now that Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened towards Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before God, before his God, as he did aforetime. Even when that law was made, Daniel didn't lose his excellent spirit. He didn't change his faithfulness. And he for sure didn't come in any blame. Because God's word and his relationship with God was such a priority that it wasn't even worth trying to get rid of it. You must live by the word of God to have a successful Christian life and to stand against the critics. Because without it, we're just all going to be critics with one judge, and that judge is Jesus, God. So tonight, do you have an excellent spirit? Or is it one that changes like instantaneously? Are you like the princes who get mad about any issue? Are you faithful? Not only in your, your workplace, but to God. And are you blameless in your actions and how you live before God? You can be a Daniel. We all have more of a possibility of being a Daniel because we have the full word of God in our lives. We have the Holy Spirit living within us. So tonight, just let God be your critic. And you can live a life just like Daniel, not even worried about the den of lions or moving in a way to another foreign country because you can have a Christian life that is successful because God is worth it all.